بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا ورزقا طيبا وعملا متقبلا One of the great graces of Allah تبارك وتعالى that he sent us this great messenger Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to guide us to the right track to the right way to the right, the right path to Jannah he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam done all of his best he left his ummah on al-mahajjah al-bayda as he said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam all we need is to understand his teaching sallallahu alayhi wa sallam how he wants us to be in the right track the great love of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is to know his way and to follow it who of among Muslims would say that he doesn't love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam no way we have to love him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam more than our children our parents our money ourselves as he said to Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu arba when he said Ya Rasulullah I love you more than anything else except myself he said no no then Umar thought he understood that he loved Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam more than anything else then he said Al-Ana Ya Umar now now you are loving me but what is this love? is it some words we say and we go is some celebrations we make for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? No. The true love is done by Sahaba radiallahu anhu wa sallam. Abu Bakr wa Umar wa Uthman wa Ali and other Sahaba radiallahu anhu. How did they love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Did they make celebrations for him? Did they go to his grave and ask him instead of Allah? No. Their love was to follow. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in his holy book. Talking to Muhammad or directing the speech to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Muhammad. Qul. إن كنتم تحبون الله فاتبعوني يحببكم الله فلو مي ذات طلب محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم great love to love his sunnah to love his way he told us in صحيح البخاري صلوا كما رأيتموني أصلي pray the way you saw me pray yes we did not see him صلى الله عليه وسلم but we have been told by صحابه who saw him how he prayed صلى الله عليه وسلم how he lived how we deal with dunya, how we deal with wives, how we deal with children, how we deal with everybody, it has been clearly mentioned and written by these good people like Imam Bukhari, Imam Muslim, Al-Nasai, Al-Dirmidhi, Ibn Majah, Imam Ahmed, anybody. All of them that made the hadith of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gathered in one book and you can see it easily. What is preventing us from studying this hadith of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to follow him the correct way? That's just a quick glance to the case of loving Muhammad and tonight actually we are discussing a case which is in chapter 64 of this book Kitab al-Tawheed talking about making or swearing on upon Allah actually if you ask yourself why is this case or this chapter in this book what does that have to do with it we always say that we have to have you know the relation between the chapter and the book itself and the Tawheed itself. The Kitab al-Tawheed and the, the monophism itself. So we say that 
to swear upon Allah wa ta'ala is actually a misbehavior. It is actually not glorifying Allah wa ta'ala to swear upon him to do something. So that's why it's in Tawheed. Glorifying Allah wa ta'ala is monotheism. To glorify Allah wa ta'ala is to be to behave correctly with him. How are we going to talk to Allah or, or, or speak about Allah wa ta'ala or talk about with him? It is the case that it is part of Tawheed. When we remember that Rububiyyah, Lordship, is part of Tawheed. To believe in every deed he does, subhanahu wa ta'ala, creation, providing rizq, rain, or anything, that's his deed, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we believe the oneness of Allah in this fight. Then if we do, we have to believe also in his oneness in our deed, that's Uluhiyah or worship side. Then we have to believe also that his names and qualities are the most beautiful. And nobody will have the same name or attribute. And we will take them exactly as Allah wa ta'ala said in his holy book. As Muhammad said in his hadith or sunnah, without changing or stopping, ta'teel, tamteel, so on. No, we take them as they are. Allah told us subhanahu wa ta'ala that he is ghafoor, he is rahim, we believe it. As it is. Do we know how his attributes, he told us in his book subhanahu wa ta'ala, that he has a faith. Do we know? He did not tell us. Muhammad did not tell us. So we take it as it is. As Sahaba did, they received it and they take it and they just followed it without asking how. Because Allah did not say how. Muhammad did not say how. So we take it as it is. So, to behave with Allah, wa ta'ala, we have to behave the correct way. With how the slave will behave with his Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yani you can see now, the son behavior with his father. The, ma- the, the, the subordinate behavior with his general manager. And so on. How are they behaving? Of course, in respect, and maybe more than that. But what about Allah wa ta'ala? The owner of everything, subhanahu wa ta'ala. The sustainer of everything. The one who can really make us happy or unhappy. Everything is in heart, subhanahu wa ta'ala. إِنَّمَا أَمْرُهُ إِذَا رَادَ شَيْءٍ أَنْ يَقُولَ لَهُ كُنْ فَيَقُولَ How are we going to behave with him? Of course. Of course, it has to be a different way with everybody. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this case, we want to see this case of swearing upon Allah wa ta'ala, what is the system of it? Let me give you a quick dividing, then we'll discuss the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu and the meaning of it. First of all, let's say that the types of swearing upon Allah wa ta'ala should be three types. From where we get this? This question has to be asked always. You are saying something, give me evidence of it. You're talking about the deen, give me evidence of it. Don't tell me that it's through your own mind, you just know. So that's where we say, whenever you say something, it has to have to be built on Quran and Sunnah only. Otherwise, reject it. Imam Malik, rahimahullah, he said, in the Masjid of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, after the death of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a long time ago, he said, Everyone will take from his words and reject, except Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So any man, any person, whoever he is, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, Imam Shafi'i, Malik, 
Abu Hanifa, Awza'i, whoever. We will take and reject. We will not take all. Nobody is going to give us all what he says is correct. Except Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa The only human being, whatever he says true is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Who said so? Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala says that in his holy book. وَمَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوحَىٰ And he told Abdullah ibn Amr ibn Aas رضي الله عنهما He said, write down, Wallahi, whatever comes from my mouth is true. صلى الله عليه وسلم. They didn't go to his head. So, upon these evidences of Quran and Sunnah, ulama understood that swearing upon Allah Taala is three types. The first type is to swear on things told by Allah Taala or His Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم. That's okay. Yani if you swear that there is a Jannah, if you swear on Allah that he will send the mu'minin to Jannah. Or he will swear that Allah will send the kafirin to Jahannam. That's no problem. Because this is the truth. It's a fact that Allah mentioned in his book. Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned in his hadith. If you swear that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam will make shafa'ah for his ummah, for everybody in the Jajmud day, you are right. No doubt about that. We have a clear hadith in Bukhari. That he Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam will be making shafa'ah intercession to everybody in the judgment day. After the whole human beings go to their father Adam and he sent them to Noah, Noah sent them to Musa, Musa or to Ibrahim, Ibrahim sent them to Musa, Musa sent them to, Isma, to Isa, Isa sent them to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will go and bow under the arsh and he will ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then he will be told to ask. So if you swear that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive will not forgive, if you swear will not forgive the people who die in polytheism, even if they say that Allah Muhammad Rasulullah, you are right. Because that's what he said, subhanahu wa ta'ala, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَنْ يُشْرَكَ بِالْخَلَقِ He already told us this. He said this, he gave this fact to us in his book, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we swear about Allah and this, there's no problem. That's the first time. The second time is, to swear upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because he, the person has a strong hope on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ah, that's not so clear sometimes. Some people say, how is that? We can take this from two hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Both of them are correct. The first hadith is that one of the sahaba, one of the sahaba, his sister, also a sahabiyah, knocked another lady and she broke two of her teeth. So Muhammad made a judgment that two teeth of this lady will be taken away. Same as the other teeth. What's sin with sin? Her brother, one of the best sahaba, said, Ya Rasulullah, Wallahi, La tunza thanaya rubayya. He swore that, no, no way. Astaghfirullah. He's rejecting Muhammad's word? No. But he has a big hope in Allah because this lady is a fantastic lady, a fantastic Sahabi. He himself, Anas ibn al-Nadr, was a religious Sahaba. Muhammad himself have already made a shahada that he is in Jannah. Allahu Akbar. So this man has a very strong hope in Allah So he swore in Allah that it will not be taken away. So Muhammad accepted him and he said, Subhanallah, and he said in the hadith, which is in Bukhari, that there are some people who swear on Allah, Allah will accept their swearing. 
That was the of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم. الله أكبر. The other hadith is Al-Bara ibn Adib رضي الله عنه who was fighting Al-Bara ibn Malik sorry Al-Bara ibn Malik رضي الله عنه one of the Sahaba one of the best Sahaba. يعني محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم في هذا الحديث ذات this man if he swear on Allah Allah will make his swear go as he likes and he was fighting مسيلم الكذاب with other sahaba and he swore on ربنا الله تبارك وتعالى to give the victory that day and Allah gave the victory that day because these sahaba are not regular people like us no they are high level people people who have Give, give their souls, their blood, their money, their life for Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. قُلْ إِنَّ صَلَاتِي وَنُسُكِي وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَمَاتِي لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ They practice this truly in their life. Do we? Do we? Allah Mustafa. They give their life, their blood, their money, their children, everything. Al-Khansa, one of the latest Sahabiyyat, She sent her four sons to fight, and they were killed all. And she said, "No more than Inna Lillahi wa Inna Ilaihi Rajiun." Allahumma jurnihi musibati wa khulufi khairan minha. As Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught, Muhammad and the other Sahabiyat before. الذين إذا أصابتهم مصيبة قالوا إنا لله وإنا إليه راجعون أولئك عليهم صلوات من ربهم ورحمة. Allah Akbar. This is the result. Just you say this word, Allah will take care of you. Um, Salam had an example, Allah anha, mother of Mu'mineen. She was a wife of Abu Salama before Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And she used to love him something, يعني, almost unnatural. Love. But that man was killed. She felt so sorry. But she remembered the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that whoever said, إِنَّا لَهُنَا رَاجِعُونَ الله الله مجد في مصيبة يخلف منا الله سبحانه وتعالى يجزهم بتر ذان وده يلاص. فبقول شيء تجد حديث وردس دعاء جد كونت بتر ذان أبو سلمة. nobody but she said I have to say this because Allah and Rasul صلى الله عليه وسلم so she said it so Allah gave her بتر ذان أبو سلمة محمد بن عبد الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. how are we practicing this in our life do we whenever we have a problem an accident we're losing anything tragedy Do you remember to say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raj'oon? Allahumma ajirni fi musibati wa khilufli khayran minha? Allahumma sta'ala. The third type of swearing upon Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, it is swear upon him subhanahu wa ta'ala because of arrogance. Ah, this is the case here in the hadith. We'll come to it, inshallah. All squeezing the mercy of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Try to control the mercy of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. This Action regularly, usually will nullify the deen of the person, and he will lose dunya and akhirah. That's Allah Almighty. As with the hadith, will come to it and explain it, inshallah. So, in this understanding, with these three types of swearing upon Allah Taala, let's go on and see the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, which was narrated by Muslim, rahimahullah. He said that Jund bin Abdullah, radiyallahu anhu, one of the best Sahaba, said. قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال رجل والله لا يغفر الله لفلان فقال الله عز وجل من ذا الذي يتألى علي ألا أغفر لفلان قال إني قد غفرت له وأحبطت عملك الله المستعان that man story is written by some مفسرين they said that man was a very good worshiper a faithful worshiper 
MashaAllah. And he have a brother who is going like this. So he was uh, advise him and how to give him advice. Yeah, brother, don't do this, don't do this, wrong, wrong. One day he came and he found him doing something wrong. He got so angry. Okay, this angry is for Allah, fantastic. But the problem comes what he said after this anger. He swore upon Allah that he is not going to forgive this guy. Ah, this is a big problem here now. He is now squeezing the, the mercy of Allah. He is stopping the mercy of Allah to this person. So Allah gets angry, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he said, who is doing this? As he said, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the meaning of the meaning of Allah, who is saying so, such and such? I have already forgiven, forgiven to this person. And I have already nullified all your good deeds. So he, as Abu Hurairah comes in this hadith, he said that he lost dunya and akhirat. This gives us actually a very important point that when we are in the right track of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, we are following him in most of our lives, and we want to go and call people or stop this munkar, bad things that are happening. We have to be careful not to swear on upon Allah for these cases. We see. We may see some cases like somebody doing the wrong thing. We should not actually come and say, you going to Jahannam, a'udhu billah, to the person who is doing this. You are a kafir. You are this, you are this. No, this is wrong because this is only for Allah. We are not judged. We are not allowed to judge people. We are only to call people to Islam. To call bad Muslims to Islam. To call bad Muslims to do things. You pass by some people during Salah time and they are just gurgling outside talking outside, smoking outside, you tell them, Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum. Please, Jazakumullah khair. Salah. They both they answer you wrongly. Whatever they say, yalla ruh. Take a stick and follow them. No, no, no. It's all right. Assalamu alaikum. You have done what you are required to do. You have done what Allah told you to do. What you have done what Muhammad has told you to do. And you have already gained your reward. Allah is already rewarding you. Khalas, but what's the problem with you? You go that time, these people, inshallah, will think again. This man made salam and he called us for good things and he left us when we, we were nasty with him. They will think of us. Wallahi, we made a mistake. But if we start to nag with them, Antafiq, Arban, Ant, ah, then, khalas, you are getting shaitan into the case. And shaitan now will drive them the way he wants because you pushing them to the wrong way. Ah, so this case now, this man came, he's so angry for Allah, inshallah, but he made a mistake by thinking that he has the right to uh, yeah, swear, swear upon Allah ta'ala, not to forgive him. Abu Hurairah, the other hadith which is narrated by Muhammad and Abu Dawood, rahimahumullah, he said that that man was a good worshipper and he said a word which is destroyed all his good deeds and he just destroyed in dunya and akhirah. Lifetime and the hereafter. Both are lost. So, a Muslim really, a true Muslim, a true believer of Allah, must really think how Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam dealt with such, with such people. Didn't he face sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so many cases like this? Oh yes. Plenty. Our problem is that if we have emotions for this deen, we don't study how Muhammad Sallallahu controlled these emotions to be in the right track. We have a very, uh, a very strong shortage in our knowledge of the theory of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
How are we saying that he is our ideal person, our leader, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and we are we don't know how what he has done in his life? Is this possible? Is this correct way? لقد كان لكم في رسول الله أسوة حسنة لمن كان يرجو الله واليوم الآخر. يا سبحان الله. Now Allah is telling us that Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is our best ideal person we are supposed to follow. But we didn't know what he has done. How did he deal with the people? How did he deal with this? How did he? Did we study how he sallallahu alaihi wasallam became forty years old without drinking alcohol, without doing any bad things, without bound to a station? Did we do that? Did we study his life after Bi'ta? After he received the whispering of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Wahi? How did he act? How did he live? Did we study after he was a messenger also? When he was told, Ya ayyuhul muddathir, Qum fa'andir. How did he do it? Did we study how he suffered from his own people, own relatives, own uncle, Abu Lahab? How did he deal with it? Did he start to curse and shout? So actually we need to study his life, not to say that Ya Habibi Ya Rasulullah and doing nothing. Because words are easy, cheap, does not cost us anything. We can have one night in the whole year and make a, a, a festival or a, a party for Muhammad Sallallahu birthday and make all sorts of not a sharif as you call it in Urdu. Call Habibi Rasulullah, this oh, okay, go ahead. But what is the use of the rest of the year? We, are not, we don't care about Muhammad We are not following Muhammad We are not obeying Muhammad وَمَا كَانَ لِمُؤْمِنٍ وَلَا مُؤْمِنَةٍ إِذَا قَضَى اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَمْرًا أَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُمْ الْخِيَارَةِ مِنْ أَمْرِهِ No choice. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or Muhammad decides something for us, we have no other choice except to, to follow obey. That's it. Are we practicing this? Are we? This is a good question. Each one of us will have to ask this question to himself. Are we really following Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Are we obeying Allah wa ta'ala? Are we obeying Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Unfortunately, the answer will not be so good. I'm talking about myself. And each one of us will ask himself this question. What we need actually is to learn this deed. And after learning, we have to practice. After practice, we have to call. After call, we have to be patient for calling and what we receive for that. Because this is the only way to be saved from being a loser. As Allah told in Surah Al-Asr, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَالْعَصْرِ إِنَّ الْإِنْسَانَ لَفِي خُلْفِ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Knowledge and Iman, faith. وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ Practice. وَتَوَاطَوْا بِالْحَقِّ أَمْرُ مَعْرُوفٍ نَا يَمْنُنْكَرْ دَعْوَةِ وَتَوَاطَوْا بِالصَّبْرِ Because if they are doing these three, they need patience to do it, and they need patience to suffer what they are going to receive because of it. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the beginning of Surah Al-Ankabut, So in this case, a Muslim really has to study this deen from A to Z, read the Quran, not just to finish the pages. The good people who are reciting Quran now, they are running for the basis only. What about the bad people? Subhanallah. We have some people in this world, they, do not, they don't see Quran except in, in Jum'ah, maybe. Sometimes even in Jum'ah they don't see it. Maybe in Ramadan. Sometimes even not in Ramadan. And they say, we are Muslims. What are you? You are making us kafir? Astaghfirullah. A Muslim will leave his 
manual for his life, will leave his system of his life aside and go the, the way he wants? He will take the whispering of shaitan? It's one of two things. Whether he takes the words of Allah or he will take the advice of shaitan. No other choice. Advice of shaitan, as Allah told in his holy book, subhanahu wa ta'ala, in Surah Al-Nas, مِنْ شَرِّ الْوَسْغَاتِ الْخَنَّاتِ الَّذِي يُوَسْوِسُ فِي صُدُورِ النَّاسِ مِنَ الْجِنَّةِ وَالنَّاسِ Both jinn and ins, both will whisper into human beings to go in the wrong way. And of course, those who are not close to Allah, tabaraka wa ta'ala, they don't have Quran and Sunnah, they are not studying this deen, they are not practicing this deen, they will be very easy victims for shaitan. In fact, sometimes shaitan does not suppose by himself, he sends his children to play with this guy. He doesn't need to go by himself because he's a big guy now. He's, he's the leader of all. He will be, he will save himself for big cases. You're not going to ask general to go to, to do small things and, and, and soldiers can do it. So this shaitan is the general of the shayateen. And he doesn't want to go on this. But that one who is really sticking to Quran and Sunnah, reading them, studying them, studying the life of Muhammad وسلم, trying to be in the right track, then this guy is not going to be easy for shaitan. In fact, he will hurt shaitan. In some Asar, we've been told that shaitan, when he pushed a good Muslim or a good mu'min to make a sin, and he falls in sin because he's a human being. Human being, they make sins. Yani, natural. When he makes a sin, he will repent quickly, and he will be bitter before, before, after the sin when he was before the sin. So shaitan will go aside and will start to cry. And he will wish that he did not push this guy to the sin. Because this tawbah he made, the more good deeds he's making to erase the, 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 the bad deeds, will make shaitan so angry, and so sick, and so sad. Why can't we hurt shaitan? instead of letting him hurt an ox. Why can't we follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his way? Ah, somebody will say, oh, wait, wait, wait. We can't, we can't be like Muhammad. Yes, of course. We can't be like Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But we are required and we are told to follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Our following may not reach his level and will not reach his level sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Will not reach the level of Sahaba. But Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is not an angel. Because some people in the time Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, how come Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sending us human beings like us, as messengers, why didn't Allah send us angels? So Allah answered this Because if he brings, sent us an angel, we say, well, this is an angel, we are human beings, we cannot do like angels. So he's not good either for us, find, find us somebody else. Subhanallah, Allah sent us Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, a human being who lives and eats and sleeps and gets sick and dies, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we will have no excuse to say, we can't follow him, he is a different person. He is among us. He is a human being like us. Yes, there are some specialities for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. True. And these specialities we are not required to follow him in. Like, he is allowed to marry nine women and more. That's not for us. So this is one of his specialities. He sallallahu alayhi wa he can continue fasting day and night. That's special for him. He said that sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And so on. But most of his life, most of his actions, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we are required to follow. Why, if you see, some of these uh, believers on 
Karl Marx, Angels, the Communists, Communism, the Descartes, Diderot, Dolbach, and so on. These, who, these philosophers of, of, of the West, when they believe in their theories, they go for it so hard. They pay a lot of money, a lot of effort to push this communism among people. Subhanallah, it's so strange. Umar bin Khattab said, I'm so amazed how the bad persons are really doing a lot of effort for their beliefs while Mu'min do not. We are easy to say, La ilaha illa Muhammad Rasulullah, we are Muslims, maybe we pray with Jama'ah, maybe we read Quran and Sunnah, but when it comes to say, pay to this deen, we don't want money, pay your soul, pay your blood. Oh, wait a second, this is too far, I cannot go. MashaAllah. So it's easy to say, La ilaha illa Muhammad Rasulullah, and pray a few rak'ahs every day, and ma'asaram. Rest of the life, like what they do in, in the church, they worship their God, because it's not our God, it is not our God. They worship their God one hour a week. The rest of the week is for shaitan. In fact, it's all for shaitan. Because worshiping Isa is part of the shaitan job. Why a Muslim would copy this kafirin and resemble this kafirin by knowing Allah only in one meter in the masjid where he makes salah and go. When he is in the masjid, he says, Allahu Akbar. When he is out of the masjid, he says, everything is Akbar than Allah. Astaghfirullah. Yes? His desires, his wife, his children, the money, this, that, oh, it's all akbar than Allah now. A'udhu Billah. Tell you the truth, yes, it's not so easy to be in the right track. But what is the result? Did you hear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he said in that ayah, Am hasibtum an tadkhulu jannah, walamma ya'atikum mathal ladhina khalaw min qablikum, masatum al-ba'sa, wal-darra, wazuzilu. حتى يقول الرسول والذين آمنوا معه متى رسول الله Now the messenger himself and the people who was with him are feeling the, the, the victory is not coming they are pushed a lot Now Muhammad is the best person ever walked in earth صلى الله عليه وسلم still he suffered from his own people in Mecca he suffered from his own people in Medina he was hurt صلى الله عليه وسلم in Uhud he was bleeding صلى الله عليه وسلم his teeth were, were broken صلى الله عليه وسلم while he was only trying to save people from Jahannam. Do you and myself expect people to make a blank work? Oh, mashallah, yes, please come make. No, 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 no. If we are, as was said one by one, alim, and this is a joke, but it's important one to think of it. Some people of a town came to a alim, a true alim. And they said, We have a guy, everybody loves him. Mashallah, mutawwa, fantastic. So that Adam said, he's a bad guy. Kithad, how? A guy, everybody loves him. And he's good jamaah, and he's good guy, and he's maybe hafiz. He said, he is a bad guy. So he said, how? He said, if someone is everybody likes him, means he's not making amr bima'roof, nahi munkar. He's not telling people to stop wrong things and do good things. When you start to call people to good things, and tell them not to do bad things, they will start to hate you. That's natural. If Muhammad sallallahu was the beloved person for Mecca people before he was 40 years old, everybody calling him Al-Ameen, Al-Sadiq. And when he starts to call people to the right track to stop worshipping others than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they start to hate him, including his own uncle Abu Lahab. So put in mind, 
that you are not required to satisfy people, to please people. You are required to please Allah But be nice. Because Muhammad was nice, even with Kafirin. How did he deal with the Kafirin? Easy. Reminds me of a story, which is a very important story we have to put in mind always. When Muhammad one of the leaders of Quraysh, he was in Mecca. Before he made hijrah. One of the leaders of Quraysh came to him and said, Ya Muhammad, okay, after they made uh, a meeting among the leaders of Quraysh, they sent this man called Utbah ibn Rabi'ah, Abu Walid, to negotiate with Muhammad about his da'wah. So this man came to Muhammad with arrogance. Arrogance, he wants to talk to Muhammad like he's talking to one of his children. He said, Ya Muhammad, what are you doing now? You are segregating or separating your people, you are hurting your tribe, you are doing this, you are doing that. If you are doing this because you want money, we'll give you a lot of money. If you are doing this because you want women, we'll give you a best, a best looking woman. If you are doing this because you want to be our leader, we'll give you your leader. No problem. You will be our king or our leader. And if you are doing this because you are sick, we'll find a doctor to, to take care of you. How should we insult to be given to that man, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How did he act? How did he react, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Did he take a stick and hit that guy? Or a sword and cut his head? He kept silent. And when that man stopped, he said, did you finish? Are you finished, ya Abel Walid? Are you finished? Have you finished, ya Abel Walid? He said, yes. He said, then listen to me. Then he started to recite Al-Quran. Surah Fussilat. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحمن الرحيم حاميم تنزيل من الرحمن الرحيم كتاب فصلت آياته قرآنا عربيا الله أكبر and he goes صلى الله عليه وسلم until he reached the, the, the point or the ayah which is talking about the punishment of عاد and تموت then that man knew that he is talking to a special man so he put his hand in his mouth, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and said, please stop. He was afraid that what Muhammad was saying in this Quran is coming to Quraysh. Can you, can I, do they say? We have to. We have to try. If we can't, we have to try. Because what is the reward for this? This patience, this problems we're facing in this dunya, what is the reward for it? If it's for Allah, for this deen, the reward is big, very big. جَنَّةَ عَرْضَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَلِمَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ جَنَّتَانِ وَمِنْ دُونِهِمَا جَنَّتَانِ for, for Jannah, for each person for Jannah, for each person good person like you, inshallah put in mind, brothers that this life, we're not creating this life to run and have more money more desires, more enjoyment we are created for a certain reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not leave this to, for our mind. He gave it clear to us that وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنْسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ To worship Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we are created only for one reason, one goal, one target. To worship Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And worshiping, as we said before, is not only to make salah from hajj zakah. That's part of the worshiping. Worshiping is only right. Your sleeping is worshiping. Eating is worshiping. Take care of your children's worshipping. Muhammad was telling his sahaba that if the husband takes his wife to bed, this is sadaqah. This is ajr. 
So amazing. What, what, what kind of desire you would think of more than taking the wife to bed? He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, we take, we do our desire and we gain ajr. He said, yes. What if you take, do this in, in the wrong way? Don't you get bad deeds? He said, they said, yes. He said, same way. So, when you eat, to make your body strong enough to worship Allah, other worshiping Christ Allah and so on. So we are worshipped. You are rewarded. When you sleep, when you sleep early enough to wake up for the Latin Fajr, you are worshipped. When you take care of your children, play with your children to teach them, to make them the right work, you are worshipping. So the worshipping is not short in words and just salah from Hajjaka. These are four pillars of Islam, blood shaharatayn, that's five. But actually, worshipping is a wide word. A collective word which is containing a lot of things. Whether by the heart, by tongue, by the body. All these are worshipping. So what I mean is that, dear brother, put in mind that a Muslim who wants to live as a true Muslim, he will find the best example, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Go and read his life. His life story, his, his, his seerah. But try to find authentic seerah because some, there are some unauthentic seerahs who are giving a lot of lies into it. Unfortunately, they are. Go and find the authentic seerah and read about his life, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How did he deal with his, his Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala? How did he deal with his people? How did he deal with himself? How did he deal with the others? And then you'll be amazed. You'll be astonished that that man who's the best person ever walked in earth used, used to stay two months with no food, no cooking, only the water and dates. Why? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is living two months, complete months, eating nothing but dates and water. Why? He's not, he's not qualified to have some more? He's not good enough to have some more, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? No. He's more than that. He has no time to think of these things. You take from dunya what helps you to do what Allah told you to do. That's all. Allah created dunya for us and created us for him. So don't mix it. Don't flip it. Some people now, unfortunately, they flip it. They are thinking that they take care of what Allah created for us, which is already guaranteed for us. Your risk completely with the last one halala, you'll get it. Don't worry. Wallahi, I swear to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you will not die until you have the last single halala in your risk. Don't worry. Because Muhammad Hassan said it in the his hadith. Inna ruha al-Qudus, that's Jibreel. Alqa fi raw'i, annahu lan tamuta nafsun hatta tastawfiya rizqaha. فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهُ وَأَجْمِلُوا فُطَّارًا يعني no person will die unless he has the last single halala in his risk. Even if he stays at home or he is lost in the desert, he will not die until he has the last single halala, last breath. Now your breathing is counted by the way. One goes, one comes. The one who comes in or the one who goes out is counted. One day, it will come in and will not go out, or it will go out and will not come in. Because it's counted. You cannot add one more. So don't worry about what Allah has guaranteed for you. We are not supposed to worry about what Allah has already guaranteed for us. We have to worry about what Allah told us to do. Is Jannah guaranteed? No. Then let's work for it. Is the satisfaction of Allah is guaranteed for us? No. Then let's work for it. Is our risk, our life, our time is guaranteed for us? Yes. Don't worry about 
very simple, very easy. But shaitan will not be will do this. Because if they do it this way, then they will be busy with this deen. And da'wah for this deen. And they will not let shaitan play around with them. Then shaitan will lose. How did Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, practice that exactly in their life? You can see it simply and easy. How they, radiallahu anhum, spread this deen by their souls, by their blood. Until they reach India and Afghanistan and Iraq and Turkey and Morocco and Spain, Al-Andalus, the lost land of Muslims, to the south of Sudan and so on. How did they do this? With a new Messiah? Atomic bombs? No, with La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah which is already mixed inside them. Not La ilaha illallah which is said by tongue only. And remember that Munafiqeen, hypocrites, they say this. إذا جاءك المنافقون قالوا نشهد إنك لرسول الله والله يعلم إنك لرسوله والله يشهد إن المنافقين لكاذبون لاير because it's only by tongue simple and easy لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله that's easy everybody can say it and it costs nothing but who is going to pay for this deen everything in his life that's the only one who deserves jannah think of it we need really to think of it again and again because this deen is really receiving a lot of war of the enemies of Islam, enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not only Hindus or Sikh or Christians or Jew are the, our enemies. We have our enemies inside our people. And these are worse, the hypocrites. We have enemies even inside ourselves. وَمَا نَفْسِ إِنَّ النَّفْسَ لَأَمَّارَةٌ بِالسُّوءَ النفس is also an enemy trying to push you, correlating with shaitan to push you in the wrong way. النفس اللوامة النفس الأمارة النفس المطمئنة three نفس in each one of us three descriptions for one نفس we have discussed this before in the self-purification book we finished a long time ago if you like to see it you can find it inshallah in the website we have already mentioned that's what we try to say tonight inshallah and if you have any questions about this topic I'll be happy to hear from you Jazakumullah khair Uh, you said that when uh, the Allah forbids you to come more, uh, or ayah. Hadith, yeah. Yeah, hadith. So what was that? Allahumma ajirni fi Well, I think because the uh, ulama, including Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, they said that in, in, uh, only Arabic should be in Salah. But in other cases, outside of that, I think you know, no problem to say it in any other language. But it's better, of course, to learn it in Arabic, because this is the hadith of Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But if you say it in your language, no problem. Inshallah. Was that? Okay. Hypocrites. Hypocrites. Allah told us in His holy book. They, they not only say Allah, they pray with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they go for jihad with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and they are in the deepest, deepest level of jihannam. إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ فِي الدَّرْكِ الْأَسْفَلِ مِنَ النَّوْمِ They say Allah, Muhammad Rasulullah. No, no, 
Hypocrisy is not for Muhammad Sallallahu time. Hypocrisy is why Allah mentioned this in the holy book. To show us that He did not give us names. He gave us the description of the hypocrites that we will be aware of. Among every Muslim society, especially if the Muslims are strong or the authority of Islam is strong, they will be hypocrites. That's natural. And that's part of the test of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the mu'mins. Because these hypocrites are living among us and they are saying what we say and they pray with us, but inside they hate Islam. They hate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They hate Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But they cannot show it. If they show it to the public, then they are covered, not, not hypocrites only. But actually they are showing something and concealing something. They have two actions, two faces. Now we have this. In Saudi Arabia, I'm telling you now, there are some people who have already insulted Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That man is already captured a few days ago. And he is PhD. And he is teacher on one of these highest <coughs> levels of the university. And he says he's a Muslim. So, just to say it's not easy. I agree with you in the point that if someone says, La ilaha Muhammad Rasulullah, then he enters Islam. But entering Islam does not mean he will not go out. Because there are no reviers of La ilaha illallah, right? Yani, as an example, wudu. We always give an example of wudu. If someone makes wudu, fantastic wudu, abolition. And he wants to go to the masjid for salah. And he put urine out. But he wants to go continue the salah. Can he? Why? He made a wudu. Complete wudu. Fantastic wudu. Maybe he took 15 minutes to make this wudu. But just because he broke and nullified that wudu with his urine, this wudu is no bad. No more. Useless. Fruitless. Nullified. Same thing for Laila Muhammad Rasulullah. Somebody says it and he nullifies it with some of these nullifiers of Laila Allah, then he's no more Muslim. Someone is saying that Muhammad Rasulullah, then he make fun of Muhammad Sallallahu He's out. Who said to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in the story? You remember that these three people who were in Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi in jihad, and they made a joke about Allah, about Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, about the Quran reciters and half of the Quran Sahaba. They made a joke. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala descended from His own Quran to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that these are kafir. وَلَا يَسْأَلُهُمْ قُلْ أَبِ اللَّهِ وَآيَاتِهِ وَرَسُولِهِ كُنْتُمْ تَسْتَهْزِئُونَ لَا تَعْتَذِرُوا قَدْ كَفَرْتُمْ بَعْدَ إِيمَانِكُمْ Allah Akbar, it's not so easy. So now the case that if you have, when we have La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, we have, we had a big thing. This big thing has to be taken care of more than our eyes. And because it could easily, easily to be broken, destroyed by one of these contradictions or the nullifiers of Islam. Jazakallah khair. Nice of you, Jazakallah khair. There are some messages, yes. There are some messages who have brothers who are translating the khutbah after the khutbah, after the salah. I'm not sure if Sheikh Mujib. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Here, I think there are some other messages also, they are making translation after khutbah. And after Salat al-Jum'ah finished, a guy will raise and he will explain what Imam said in his khutbah. Ah. Well, that's a good suggestion, yes. We should put it in consideration, inshallah. Sure.
Okay. Let me astonish you by something. Arabic languages of mine. Saudis are not speaking Arabic. They are speaking some Arabic which is uh, huh? Batha language. Batha Arabic. Right? The standard Arabic is needed for you and for me also. I have to study. Every alum we have in this country as an example, or every other country, Muslim country, they start with learning Quran and Arabic language also. Because it is not our true language. Yani, the, the language in Saudi Arabia is not the same as in Sudan, not the same as in Morocco, not the same as in Iraq. Each have their own vocabulary. Although they are the same language, Arabic language, but they are not speaking the standard Arabic. So what we need actually, not only those brothers who are not speaking because there's not their mother tongue, but also we, we need to learn Arabic. How are we going to do? The, the language in the Quran is the language, standard Arabic. The language we are speaking now is a slang language. So not only you, also we have the same problem. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, good idea. Also, brother is asking about the second point. Okay. Uh, your, your, your suggestion is fantastic. I was thinking of it a long time ago that we should, after we finish the whole topic, we give a short summary. Because we are going so branches, so much branches, maybe some brothers will go, you know, they will lose. Okay? When you are driving the highway, there are so many exits and you lose, you go and go and exit, then you cannot come back to the highway. Okay, that's fine. That's true. You are right what you say. Inshallah, I put this in mind that next time I'll have a small summary for each topic we finish. Inshallah. Jazakallah for your suggestion. The question is at the second one. Oh, yes. Okay. The second type of swearing on Allah wa ta'ala, upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is that uh, when a person having a strong hope, strong dependence on Allah ta'ala, strong hope on Allah wa ta'ala, that he will give him what he wants. So he swears upon Allah to give victory to Islam. In that day, as we said, Bara ibn Malik. Bara ibn Malik swore to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give victory that day here beside Riyadh to Muslims against Musaylam al-Kadzab and his people. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him what he swore. Also this case of another ibn Malik, radiyallahu anhu, when he swore that his sister will not be broken, the teeth of his sister will not be broken, and he swore upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam accepted his swear. Because they have strong Hope on Allah wa ta'ala. But question in here comes. Can I and you do this? For me I can't. I don't deserve to swear on Allah wa ta'ala. Astaghfirullah. Who am I? But this we're high people. People who have a strong hope on Allah wa ta'ala. Those people who are really so close to Allah wa ta'ala that they ask Allah with one question. There was a story of Abdullah ibn al-Munkadir. Rahimahullah. That man... I think he was Tabi'in or Tabi'i Tabi'in. He was praying in the Masjid of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the people of Medina made a lot of Salat al-Sisqa, called for rain. But they did not receive that rain that year. So one night he came, of course there were no lights in that time, no electricity. So we came to the Masjid of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It was dark at the night. Abdullah bin Munkadir sat down in one of these sharia. Strangely, there was a person in front of him, a black person. 
Nobody knows him. Then, when that man did not know that Abdullah bin Munkadir is there, was dark. Then he heard him saying, Ya Allah, O oh my Ilah, Ya Ilah. The people of Medina, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, your messenger, are asking you for rain, and you do not give them. I swear upon you to give them rain. Subhanallah. As soon as he said this, Abdullah bin Munkadir said, Wallahi, as soon as he finished this sentence, before he finished the salah, rain was running. I had a big intention how to go to my house. Then he said, I have to know this person. So he followed him until he knew his house. The next morning he came and he knocked the door. And he was like a black person. A man who is making, you know, shoes. A man, a, regular, a, reg- a very regular person to the people, of course, but to Allah, is not a regular person. So he said, you last night did such and such, so that man got so angry. Why you are doing this? Why you know this? Why you told this? Next day, nobody find him. He ran away. Because he wants to keep the secret between him and Allah. Only between him and Allah. Do we have secrets between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Do we? Do we have some secrets? Secret deeds. Secret dua. Between us and Allah only. Nobody knows. No the wife. No the children. One of the good worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his wife is saying that he is living with me in this house. Forty years. He's fasting every day and I didn't know. She gives him the food of the morning to go to his dukkan, his bakala or his place for selling. And he takes it with him like he's going to eat it and he gives it to the poor on the way. And when he comes back before al-Maghrib, after al-Maghrib he eats his dinner. Nobody knows that he's fasting. A secret between him and Allah. The other lady said that he's praying every night. He waits for me until I sleep. Then he just goes out and he prays. Every night. Nobody knows. Some of these good people, their bellows become so wet of tears. Asking Allah and, and being so afraid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and nobody knows. Some of these good people, he, lose, he lost his sight. His, one, his eyes was lost for years and years and nobody knows. Because they keep secrets with Allah wa ta'ala. These are the ones. These are the ones who deserve to have hope. Strong hope on Allah Taala, not me or No, those who have really strong relation with Allah Taala, these are the ones who deserve to have a swearing upon Allah Taala, not others. Okay, another question Sheikh, if swearing is allowed in the first two types, why it is not allowed while being angry or due to arrogance, even though we are swearing to Allah only? Yeah, it's not swearing by Allah, it's swearing upon Allah. There's a big difference in here. Maybe I do not explain it clearly, but to swear upon Allah is not to swear by Allah. No. Swearing upon Allah means what? Means to say that Allah will do this. So, we're not talking about swearing by Allah. This is not the case. Swearing by Allah is a must. You cannot swear by something else. Man kana halfan falyahif billah. That's what Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the hadith. We cannot swear by anybody else, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But swearing upon Allah means to swear that Allah will do this for us. That's what we're talking about. So that is the difference, yes. Something about Amr bin Maruf, 
Okay. Okay. I, I should have given it in English. It is to 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 uh, advise people to do good things. Like you see, people are standing, including Salah Zakhmullah. Inkar Munkar. This is the other part of it. Yamaruna bil Maruf wa inhaun anil Munkar. In the ayah, if you remember. Kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat lil nas. Why? Yamaruna bil Maruf wa inhaun anil Munkar. Our Maruf is to join or enjoy the good things to the people. Yeah, Zakhmullah do this. Zakhmullah يعني دون يعني كم توصلا Zakhmullah make صدقة and so on. This is our Maruf. Nahi am Munkar means to to stop or try to forbid bad things from being in this society. Seeing two people are يعني دون بعض things smoking or or backbiting Muslims then you come to them say يا أخي جزاك الله خير this is not allowed don't do it that's what we call إنكار منكر actually this is not a job of متوعين you see with the cars no this is wrong to understanding this is a really misconception it is a job of every Muslim on himself on his family and his neighbors In his way in the street, in the masjid, he must use these Amal Ma'ruf Na'im Munkar. But with us, you don't have to carry a stick. Yeah. Okay, thank you for this question. No. It's three levels. It's three levels. Upon the hadith of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, Man ra'a minkum munkaran falyugayyiru biyadeh. Fa'in lam yastata' fa'bi lisana. Fa'in lam yastata' fa'bi qalbah wa dhalika wa'af al-iman. It is level. If you have authority, like in your house, you have authority. You are responsible for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. You have full authority to stop bad things by your own hand. Yani you saw your son one day or your daughter bringing a bad magazine. What are you going to do? First of all, take it and cut it. Then explain to her, because you are responsible. But you are walking the street, you see somebody doing wrong things. Don't carry the stick and hit him. Unless, unless you are. Given authority by the governor of the country. Now, why are these people who called mutawwain are doing these things? They hitting people. They have authority. They are required to do this because this is authority from the ruler of the country. This is their job. Like the police, they stop you and take your uh, ID and they stop you here and they make or maybe take you to jail. Why anybody objecting these people? Or they are doing their job. They are they are doing this yeah, traffic system. But these are doing Islam system, yeah. When they stop people doing things, things. Wallahi, yani, subhanallah, unfortunately, one of the worst mass media is done against these people that they are giving the worst things about them and they lie about them. While these people, jazahumullah khair, they are doing, I'm not one of them, by the way. I'm not, I wish I was one of them. But I'm doing this in my own because I am a Muslim like other Muslims. But these people actually, they have stopped a lot of bad things. They have already discovered and captured a lot of bad people who are selling drugs, adultery, That, this. So many things. They're not only just carrying the, 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 the stick and salah, salah, salah. This is the, what, that's what we see sometimes. Like we, one of the jokes happened, actually. It's a joke, but as I said, you know, sometimes these jokes make you think. One day in the market, in Suq, like this one in the street in here, just Adan is coming. Allahu Akbar. Then these mutawain came and they sprung about the guy and hit him and took him to the, the car. So we say, Ishad, Ishad. Just now, Adam, yeah, when you do that, this. They don't say anything, they go. You know what the story is? That guy is captured selling drugs. They were following him. He was selling the drugs in the market. And it happened that he captured him with the Adam. 
So the people thought that these mutawwa'in are hitting him and taking him to the, to the car and to the jail because he did not pray salah. Yeah, that's just now. How is they going to catch a guy who is not yet finished with, with, with the... But the problem is that what we see is not so usually the truth. These people are doing their job, first of all, because that's their job. They are, they are paid for it. And every nation and every ummah. If you say about the people in your area, if they are doing this because they are authorized by the ruler, then okay. If they are doing this by their own, no, this is another case. It has to be taken care of. Otherwise, this is actually a job. It must be done by a Muslim. Must be done by Muslims, especially if they have authority. As Allah told us in this ayah, "Kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat linnas." Why? By what? Ta'amuruna bil ma'roof, wa tanhauna anil munkar, wa tu'minuna billah. Sheikh bin Baz, rahimahullah, was asked, "Why Allah subhanahu wa taala in this ayah? And he, what's, what's the wisdom? He made iman after al-marwa anil munkar. Well, iman is supposed to be first. No, to show how important is this job to be done by every Muslim. You and I, we have no authority." We are coming to the masjid, we see some people are doing bad things. Smoking apart from the masjid, or backbiting Muslims, or uh, selling drugs. We have to stop and say, Jazakallah, don't do this. Wrong. And if he cannot stop this munkar, we'll go to the who can stop this munkar. I remember one of our brothers from Bangladesh, once he was with us in work, and he came to me and he said, I know some people in our compound, they are selling alcohol. Bottles of alcohol. I said, okay, fine. I called these people, Jazakallah Khair, I said, we have this. I said, okay. They spoke to this guy, Jazakallah Khair, and they made a trick to catch the guy who is killing. On the job, yeah, the problem is that they can't catch him any time, because he, said, he would deny, I never did this. But if he is killing now, they catch him, ah. So they did this. Now, is this correct or wrong? It's a job. It's an Islamic job. We have to do it. We have to do it, because to save our Muslims, to save our children. When you allow such a thing to happen, your children will follow. My, mine and yours and the others will fall into drugs. How, how these drugs are spread among Muslims? Because we Muslims, there's a skill like this. Let's go. We go to Salah, come back to Salah, don't go to others. No, wrong, yeah. You are a Muslim, you are required. We are required, if each one of us, to make this Allah. But, as the steps Muhammad Sallallahu told us, Hadith in Bukhari. Jazakumullah khair, I think we have made so long time on you tonight, Jazakumullah Khair. We'll see you, inshallah, next week. I will, I told you, I promise you next week, inshallah. Yes, Jazakumullah Khair. I do not forget that. Why don't you, why don't you take the, the uh, chapter itself and read it? It's already in the internet. Also the recordings in the internet. Yeah, it's there and there. If you give your email to Sheikh Amtiyad, he will send you the link of for the Jazakum Allah Khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.